listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John. This is Tiny. That's right. And we're here to read news stories, oftentimes for the first time ever, to you. (laughs) Yes, we're just that good. That's right. I mean, it's all (laughs) off the cuff. No planning, nothing. So We might actually make this a for real successful podcast if we ever sat down and put just a little bit of effort into it, (laughs) but we can't even muster that. Self-sabotage is my love language, you know? (laughs) That's just what I do. Episode 190. Wow. We're recording right now. Wow. That's impressive. It really is. I've never, with the exception of like being a dad, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever stuck with anything this long in my life before. Because you had your kids out of wedlock. We know. Yes. <laughs> I didn't actually. No, that's right. Tiny just told everybody <laughs> the truth. His big dark secret. He's been a dad longer than he's been a husband. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. <laughs> no, that's not the case. We're getting some <laughs> slander started against you. Unless I have like some alien children out there that I don't know about. Uh, you might. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have a few. Yeah. 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 So uh, how was your week this week? It was pretty good. I mean, we recorded two patron shows in the middle of the week. That's right. They're not out yet. They're not out yet, but they're coming. They're Just coming. so the patrons know. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, they were excellent, by the way. I just, in my mind, they were. I, I enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah. So it hasn't been that long since we saw each other. I'm trying to think of anything that's happened since, really, we recorded last week at night, but now we're here during the day. Uh, prayers to Arkansas Nation. Yeah, it was a tough one. Ugh. I mean, you can't beat Auburn and the refs, which is usually <laughs> what you're playing. You know? Right. Uh, that's tough luck. They uh, had some bad calls go against them. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Uh, Auburn pays the refs. Everybody knows that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke because everybody says Alabama pays the refs. And we do because we're rich. (laughs) And I'm sorry your school is not rich enough to pay the refs more than we do. You know, that's tough, tough look for you guys. So, yeah. But it was a tough loss for Arkansas. You know, we won. We did. Which is what we do. We <laughs> never lose. We win all the time. <laughs> Lost every single game yeah. this season. Yeah. That's yep. right. So, you know, we we won. Um, and it was boring, So, which I enjoyed. I would much rather have a boring game. <laughs> yes. I can't imagine losing those really close games. Yeah, right. You know, like a heartbreaker. <laughs> yes. You, know, like you, you got like first to goal and you throw the ball three times, you know, and it's frustrating when you have a really great running back and all that. Yeah, I'm glad that never happens to us. <laughs> yes. Never have to worry about that. Stay awake at night, you know, um, praying for the Lord to bring us new offensive and defensive coordinators. No, never, never. <laughs> I'm just glad. Glad to follow a winning team. What uh, what happened this week as far as odd news goes? Oh, a lot's happened this week for sure. Um, I got a Waffle House story, and uh, I got the worst date ever, according to one TikTok influencer. Okay. Which people are calling me a TikTok influencer. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, uh, my Libby's video that I put up, of course, ton of views. Like, I think it's 15,000, 16,000 now. Lost count, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I got another one. 
that I did, which was the Amish story that we did yes. on this podcast. Got That's right. Got about 1,200 on it. Nice. Okay. Then I put up one of me and Deidre going out to the concert the other night. It's got 600 and something on it. So okay. It's, it's built they, the Deadhead community, not that large on TikTok. Who would, uh, who would have thought? Yeah, I wouldn't know, have thought that. That a bunch of baby boomers aren't accepting of new <laughs> uh, technology. So I got that one. And uh, then I got a Demi Lovato, Lovato story. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a story about New Zealand ending their contract with a wizard. Okay. I have a story about a meteorite. And I wanted to start with this one. And I just want everybody to, I want to put everybody out on high alert. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want everyone to panic. <laughs> you know, typically you say don't panic, but we need to be panicking. There, okay? there are times when panic is good. They are putting guns on robot dogs. Okay, John. All right, this seems problematic. <laughs> you know, our last week the robot dog was dancing at the Missouri halftime. Oh, know? that's right. Yeah. yeah, and now they've strapped a and gun. And now they on put it. a gun on him. Which, if you go to Missouri, you should probably be armed anyways. I mean, let's face the facts. <laughs> well, they've so. got robot dogs like <laughs> patrolling the streets. I guess so. <laughs> uh, this is a tough word. Quadrupedal. Uh, that's not a tough word at all. I know. No, you actually killed it. That was awesome. <laughs> Quadrupedal robots are one of the most interesting developments in robotics in recent years. They're small, nimble, and able to transverse environments that frustrate wheeled machines. So, of course, it was only a matter of time until someone put a gun on one. The image above, and it's a, it's a picture of a... It looks like it stepped right out of RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, it, a Vision 60 unit built by U.S. firm Ghost Robotics that's been equipped with a custom gun by small arms specialist, Sword International. It seems the gun itself, dubbed the Spur, or Special Purpose Unmanned Rifle, is designed to be fitted on a variety of robotic platforms. It has a 30x optical zoom, thermal camera for targeting in the dark, and an effective range of 1,200 meters. Oh, wow. So I don't even have to get close to yeah. you. No, that's... It can snipe you from way out. That's, that's alarming. What's not clear is whether or not Sword International or Ghost Robotics are currently selling this combination of gun and robot. We should call it a gun bot. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but if they're not, it seems they soon will be. As the marketing copy on the marketing copy on Sword's website boasts, the Sword Defense System Spur is the future of unmanned weapon systems, and that future is now. Hmm. The machine was shown off for the first time at the Association of the United States Army 2021 annual conference earlier this week. The conference builds itself as a land power exposition and Professional Development Forum held in Washington, D.C., October 11th through 13th. So this was last week. Yeah. Details about the partnership between Ghost and Sword are unclear, but Ghost quadrupedal robots are already being tested by the U.S. military. Last year, the 325th Security Forces Squadron at Tyndale Air Force Base in Florida became the first unit in the, defense, in the Department of Defense to use their robots in regular operations. It uses them to patrol the base's perimeter, navigating swampy areas that aren't desirable for human beings and vehicles. According to an interview with Ghost Robotics CEO, Hiran Parka, although reconnaissance is one of the most obvious use cases for robot dogs, manufacturers are slowly experimenting with other payloads as well as providing remote video and mapping. The machines could be used as mobile cell towers 
and they could be used to defuse bombs or detect chemical, biological, and radiological and nuclear matter. And of course, they can also become weapons themselves when they start strapping guns. Well, on so I was things. about to say, like they're kind of glossing over the uh, "Hey, we have strapped a gun onto this" part of the story. <laughs> yes, like, I don't care if they can give you radiation readings. You know mm-hmm. that that's I don't care about that. Well, I feel like that's useful because we don't want to send the person up. Sure. To take these. No, no, no. That's what we should be using. Yes, it for. that's what they're good but, for. But somebody decided. You know what? Be cool. <laughs> This is why you don't let rednecks get a, like a engineering degree, right? You know, be cool. Let's put a gun on it. You mm-hmm. know, and now we got we're going to have a robot war. This is really what it's coming down to. Yeah, I mean, I, I just John, I had hoped so bad that they would have made sex robots first. Sure. Well, <laughs> they're working on it. They were. They're Maybe this on just it. speaks to humanity. Yeah. That we want to use them to kill people before we want to use them to <laughs> no do other stuff. <laughs> Somewhere, someone has been working on the sex robot for a yes. very, very long time. But how come but, that dude doesn't get the government contracts yeah. that the, the gun bot Give him manufactured a, does? When he, like, <laughs> when he like releases it, everybody's going to get like the Nobel Prize and everything. <laughs> but uh, it's a lot easier, I would think, to kill someone than to please them in that way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so you make a good point. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, don't know. Look, we all know humanity is going to self-terminate sure. at some point. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I just hoped it would be because we were too, what's the word? Like, we were all turned into people of leisure. Yeah. We didn't have to work, and we didn't raise families, and we just died out that way from being rich, fat, and happy. Sure. Don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. No. I think we're gonna get killed by robot dogs. Yeah, and then we'll. This will be a planet of robots. Yeah, yeah, and they'll probably discover other galaxies and all that, and and we will just be a blip on the radar of the universe. Kind of depressing to think about a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Well. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> they don't care, John. <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna... that's, what, that's what's terrible about robots. Like, look, if, if giant space ants came down and tried to take over the the Earth, you could yeah. try to get in good with the space ants. Robots, they don't care. I feel like I can make them like me. I've been, I'm very good <laughs> at getting along with really anything. Animals, you know. I got a robot that sweeps the floor in my office, so... He does fine. You got a robot vacuum cleaner. So you embraced it a little bit too. But I've never put a gun on it. No. Be great for like a claymore. You know, <laughs> release that bad boy in the yeah. night. Somebody breaks in. Like they blew up that dude that was <laughs> That's right, yeah. In killing Dallas. Cops in Dallas. Yeah. That's I don't know why we're laughing at that. They were like, instead of using this robot to defuse a bomb, <laughs> that's right. Let's use this robot to deliver a bomb. Yeah, let's just blow up hey, reverse card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got you, buddy. He thought it was going to come in. It'd be Jackson, some kind of- way to think outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> or like, what if they were planning, all right, let's send the negotiation robot in. It's got an iPad on there. We can FaceTime with the guy and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jackson's like, all right, I got it. You know, let's let's drive it on in there. And he drives it on in there. And they're like, okay, now you got to hit the red button to get the screen to pop up. And they hear that thing just blow up. <laughs> oh, like, wait, it was the green button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. 
I got the wrong robot out of the truck, guys. Sorry. <laughs> My wife was texting me. I was distracted. <laughs> Clearly, that was the bomb robot. All right, everybody, come on. Let's get our story straight before we go back <laughs> Well, yeah. it's funny you say they got their story straight because their story was we attached a bomb to this robot That's and right. drove it in there and blew him up. <laughs> Very Texas of them, too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People forget about that story. I didn't. We just straight up killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I mean, stupid, I mean, I, stupid I, is as stupid does. <laughs> yes. I'm not defending this guy. I mean, obviously, he was on a, a murder and rampage sure. killing folks. But it just seems like if we could have set up a perimeter and waited him out. Yeah. I feel like that would have been the more ethical way to handle it. He would have either killed himself or we could have brought him into custody. Took him to trial. Right. Gotten justice. But that was back when Obama was droning American citizens over in the Middle East, mm-hmm. you know, and executing them without trial. So, I mean, it was just, that was just the, what that was how it was back in the day. <laughs> we just kill yeah. Americans left and right. Yeah. That's just what we did. Um, uh, they were a gentleman of their time. Yeah. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Obama loved droning people. He did. You know, like, that's kind of gotten swept under the rug of history, but he loved it. I mm-hmm. think it was like his hobby. He probably had like a tick mark in his office on a whiteboard. Yeah. But like, hey, we got another one. President Obama going to put another tick. We're like, that's 35 this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, good. <laughs> Trump, he barely got away with droning one dude. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, <laughs> it was the vice president of Iran. Yeah. That was... <laughs> The reaction from that was, you know, like I, I remember seeing it on the news and I was like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, OK, you know, like, all right. That's, I reckon that's what we <laughs> that's, did. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like opened up Facebook and people are like crying. This is the end of America. We were going to World War Three and all that. And you just got to be like, look, yeah, we got to calm down a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. Just let's all take a deep breath here. People are going nuts. That dude ate <laughs> He messed around and found out. You know, I mean, that's just what, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> I'm of the opinion that we do need to drone or kill somebody about once every two years, a leader from another country, and just be like, look, just so y'all know, we're crazy <laughs> over here. Yeah, we're nuts. I think that's yeah. a bipartisan thing we should come together. A bipartisan, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I, mean, I think it would go a long way in protecting our interests or really just make the rest of the world mad. We launch off into a real World War Three, and we'll see what happens, you know? Well, I mean, I feel like World War Three. If it's, if, if, if it's not that, it's going to be humans versus robot dogs. Yeah, definitely. And my money's on the robot dogs. Well, <laughs> I don't know. You might want to talk to a Waffle House waitress, Tiny. Okay. It all happened over cheese eggs. Man says a Waffle House waitress pulled a gun on him. This is <clears> a this is about as an American of a story as you could get. I would just like to before we get into the story, just having having heard nothing but the headline. Yeah. Just from the outset, I think I'm kind of on the waitress's side. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, <laughs> Waffle House waitresses deal with some stuff. Waffle know? House is not a fun place to work. No, no. And I tell you, if it's late at night, it's not really a fun place to go eat either. <laughs> it's not unless fun just, or safe. <laughs> unless you just want to walk on the wild yeah, side. Right. I mean, every once in a while, you have to. 
I feel like go make a Waffle House run at like three in the morning yeah. just to feel alive, you know? Well, it's kind of like, you know how when your kids grow up and they're teenagers and you put them in the youth group and the youth minister wants to take them to Tijuana sure. <laughs> or uh-huh. walk them down Bourbon Street, like right at the height of uh, Mar- uh, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras yeah. just to show them everybody, uh, you know, how bad people can sure. be. Sure, right. That's kind of like your 3 a.m. Waffle House. <laughs> like, what I'm saying is, Tiny, like, we we men, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, this is a pro-man podcast, <laughs> right? We men are just built into us as a sense of adventure and risk-taking and all of that. And it yes. gets tamped down by society. You know, like, we have to go work our jobs. We have to be normal, uh, productive members of society, good husbands, good mm-hmm. fathers. Very rarely do we punch anybody in the face, even when they deserve it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so all that is all that wildness that in, is inside of us just gets pushed down and pushed down until we like end up, you know, putting a revolver in our mouth and ending it all. Yeah. And uh, or putting every single dollar they've saved into like some crazy crypto. Sure. Right. Yeah. Or a business, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like we just we'll make up one rash decision. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of that could be alleviated if we just go to Waffle House, you know, like once a quarter in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. and just see. Like, here we are. We're, we are at the epicenter of wildness. You never know. Someone may get shot. Someone may get a, in a fight. Someone may make love, you know. <laughs> I mean, someone may strip. You, ne- you never know what's going to happen. And, and you need that in your life. John. That to me sounds like a new small group. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're gonna go I through think, wild at heart. We're gonna go through wild at heart. I at think 3 we could start that up, dude. All we need is like some sappy book yeah. that we can get on the bookshelf of Lifeway. <laughs> that would go huge. Well, we could do it. <laughs> Waffle House wisdom in yeah. Jesus Christ. You know. Yeah, we get. Pastors across the Southeast preaching about <laughs> sure. women. You need to let your, they'll be a better husband, <laughs> That's exactly a better right. father if you will let them once yes. a corner go yeah. to Waffle House. <laughs> no, it's true. And like, <laughs> I'm not talking about toxic man- masculinity. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really do think that guys do have a, that built into them. Like, we just have a sense of adventure. And all that. It's just part of who we are. Well, I read a book once, and again, it doesn't make me an expert that makes sure. me a dude that read a book. No, no, that's fine. You're probably more expert than I am. <laughs> and I know that everyone wants to say that there's no difference whatsoever between men and women now other than what's between our legs. Well, and even that's up for debate. <clears throat> well, yeah. Apparently, that's up for debate, yeah, too. Yeah, no, well, I mean, we got to believe science, but yeah, right. But yeah, supposedly, like, when a, like a, a male embryo is like... Uh, there's like a testosterone bath that happens that kills some of the, or I, I don't want to say damages, but maybe that's the best word. Like damage yeah. is part of the brain that leads to uh, like risk assessment, which makes men more likely to take risk. Yeah. But I feel, again, I feel like you need that. Sure. Because if you never take risk, if you always play it safe, you're not going to make as much progress. Right. So now, even if you, <laughs> we are going way off. We were supposed to talk about <laughs> Waffle House. All right. This but, is all going to be in our book. <laughs> We're brainstorming here. Okay. Even if you don't believe in a creator as we do, right? Yeah. Then there would be an evolutionary reason. Absolutely. Why we have that testosterone bath and men have a built in predilection to risk taking, mm-hmm. you know? 
Uh, and if we just tamp that down all the time as a society, that's not a good thing. Now, I'm not, I'm, I don't want people, I don't want the wild, wild west or anything. <laughs> yes, because again, we need the other side of the coin. Sure, right. We need people to play it safe who are going to try to rein in. Yes, right. That those, recklessness. Are called, those are called wives. Someone, yes, yes. Right. those are called wives. I mean, I guess a little bit of recklessness is good for the soul. It is. It really is. A lot of recklessness is bad. It is. There's but you a need fine a little line, bit. You know, it's like a razor's edge. You know, yeah. it's like if you're doing cocaine, there comes a point to where it becomes not fun anymore. <laughs> you know, yes. but up until that point, it is amazing. So, okay, we know "Reckless Love" is a song. Is, oh, it, is it a book it? yet? I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, if we could turn it into some sort of couples ministry, too, you know, like yeah. we need to get Deidre and Tara to write some sort of like the woman's companion. Yeah, yeah, like the companion thing. And uh-huh. they can have women's bowels. Man, we could rake in some money. Rake in some money. Chris's are so dumb. You know, <laughs> they, they really they are. They spend money on all kinds of stuff. People <laughs> people buying prayer Jabez books 20 years ago think they're going to be rich. Which yeah. is literally like one verse. Yeah, exactly. The entire Old Testament, where one random dude yeah. named Jabez prayed for more land. Yeah. Said, Lord, make me prosperous. Yes. Boom. Next thing you know, he was. The dude is right. the dude who wrote Prayer of Jabez. Like, <laughs> He's prosperous. super rich. But let me tell you what, oh Waffle House waitress, like you're not Jabez <laughs> and you're not the author of this book. You know? So you got to tote a gun to work with. Yeah. So. Like I brought that back in. <laughs> I'm glad, thank you. Because <laughs> we were we were way out there. We were going, but I think it's true. Everything I said, I really stand behind. I think that you know. All right, patriarchy aside, I'm not saying that men do not have society set up to their advantage in any way. I'm not saying that. But also, men do worse in school. You know, they're incarcerated more. They commit suicide more. Mm-hmm. You know. There are more of all kinds of st- any bad statistic you want to look at. Men are it. You know, like we lead the, the <laughs> We're way. We're number one. Men, right. We <laughs> lead the way. I think a lot of it goes back to we just tamp all that down. And yeah. guys, I don't know. You know, I, and I, I don't know. I mean, we might need to write a book. I think we do. <laughs> Look, nobody's still, we're copywriting. <laughs> what, what do we have to trademark? I don't know what we have to say. <laughs> nobody's still our idea. Um, okay, back to the Waffle House. Uh, this was in Atlanta. Could have been me. I was just over in Atlanta. Something about cheese eggs? Yeah. It was a frightening moment for a customer after he said a waitress at Waffle House pointed a gun at his head after a dispute over food. Dang. So she like put that bad boy in his temple, you know? <laughs> so what was the problem? Uh, well, let's see. She was like, she will blow my brains out, Candy Franklin said. Candy Franklin said an argument with a waitress over food sizzled out of control early Wednesday morning. It happened over cheese eggs. At first, they didn't bring them to me. Then they brought me normal eggs, and I said that I ordered eggs with cheese on it. Mm. I tipped her and everything. It was all a normal dispute over food. I never in a million years thought it would come to gun violence. Still, I am on the waitress's side. (laughs) Having worked in a restaurant before, there are times where I wanted to pull a gun on people. Because <laughs> you're like, okay, all right, man, we, we screwed up your order. You know, I get it. I'm sorry. Let me try to make it right. Oh, I messed up again. You know, like you can either wait 
Or you can just eat the eggs that are brought you and go on about your life. I'll take cheese eggs off your bill, you know? Right. No need to keep harping on it. And I guarantee you, candy, you're going to tell me candy's not harping <laughs> on her cheese eggs? I mean, look, I, I know nothing about this situation. <laughs> but just based on my history with Waffle House, I feel like it just, it seems to me like candy is someone who likes to get their way and yeah. likes to get everything just right, just perfect. And if <laughs> sure. it's not, they want to cause a scene. Right. And you know what? When you go to Hardee's, that's just fine. <laughs> Carl's Jr., you're yeah. going to get your way at Burger King. They advertise it on the sign you have it your way. But yeah. You bring that crap up into Waffle House and try <laughs> to pull that. That's right. Don't work. Well, Waffle House needs to cultivate propaganda like Chick-fil-A where people are like, well, if I get my order wrong at Chick-fil-A, it's what the Lord <laughs> wanted me to have. Yes. You know, <laughs> and just be like, I'll take whatever Waffle House yeah. brings me. It's like I don't complain about getting something wrong at Taco Bell because it's all the same. It's just packaged in a different way. Breakfast food's pretty much the same thing, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, if you didn't get cheese eggs, it's all right. Just eat the eggs. Anyways, um, she said that it happened in downtown Atlanta on Marietta Street, right near where we were staying. I think <laughs> I passed by this Waffle House. No joke. <laughs> I was looking down at my food, making sure it was right, and that's when I saw people running. I looked up, and she had the gun at me. I didn't think she would shoot. Then she cocked it back. Oh, man. So I was like, maybe she is about to do something. Now it's time for me to turn into Rambo and get out of there, Franklin said. Rambo would that's not what, get out of there. That's not what Rambo no, would have done. Absolutely not. <laughs> Rambo would have pulled out his big old huge knife yeah. and like cut her head off. And been like, it's not my war is your war or something like <laughs> yes. that as he was doing it. You drew first blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he would have said. Uh, she said no more waffle house for me at all. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she said, uh, they must have some good eggs and cheese in there. It's never that serious. But whatever, Candy. I feel like you escalated the situation more than it had to be. Just let that's, it go. Our, that's our hot take. This yeah. was all Candy's fault. It really was. And now, this poor waitress yeah. just trying to make a living. Yeah, I mean, doing the worst the job you can do to yeah. make a living. Right. And... She's she's doing her best. Now she's going to go to prison for the rest of her life. I can't wait for the Waffle House down here to open up. <laughs> right. Do you know that we're getting a Mexican restaurant over here, too? Another one. Yeah. No, that'll be... Well, jalapenos. Well, we got jalapenos. That's number one. Big fan of jalapenos. Mm -hmm. uh, then there's... What's the one in the parking lot up there in front of Winn-Dixie? <laughs> Okay, Avitas. I don't oh, remember. Oh, it's name. it's a it's like a it's two of them, right? Because it's forty three prime. Well, yeah, but that's not a Mexican restaurant. No, but but, but they the share the building yeah, with right. a Mexican place. Which, if you're old school in Northport like me, that building used to be a wishy washy for your car, and they just closed it in <laughs> yes. and turned it into a restaurant. And there's a as, pharmacy as in there do. too. In that building, there is a, a steakhouse, a Mexican restaurant, and a pharmacy, all in what you. <laughs> Used to be a wishy washy in the in parking, the parking lot, lot of a Win Dixie. <laughs> Which we went to high school with a guy that owns a pharmacy. Okay. Tuscaloosa Drug. Yeah. All good right. friend of mine. Loaded. Nice. Yeah. He got money, money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so over here at Publix, they're opening up another one. Okay. And then we got Taco Bell, too. Yeah. We got the Southwest flair out here oh, in Bellmead. So it's good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, John, what about meteorites? Uh, I'm, I'm, 
Are you afraid of them? I'm not afraid of them. And I know the story you're going to do, so I'm just going to throw this out here. The okay. only person ever hit by a meteorite recorded happened in Alabama. That's true. That's right. Landed on her. I tell you what, when you think about space rocks yeah. hurtling through space right. at thousands of miles per hour, yeah. that they could just come down at any time, mm-hmm. and if they don't burn up in the atmosphere, they could like... Just you know, yeah, take you out. Now, granted, I know that there's only been one recorded instance of it sure. hitting a person. That said, it was right here in Alabama where we live, <laughs> like in the vastness <laughs> of the universe, yes. the one spot that we know on the vastness of this planet. It hit this one heavy girl in it Alabama. Hit this one big girl laying on her couch <laughs> trying to take a nap. You know. <laughs> and then her family fell apart fighting over the meteorite. We talked about that we on did. our show, didn't we? You can, if you want to listen to that, I believe that was the retro rewind. Okay. podcast we did. That's right. That's exactly way right. back, long time ago. Yeah, this is before yeah. we hit triple digits. That's right. So you don't have to go back into the archive <laughs> keep for that. Scrolling. One. Yeah. Anyway, this comes from CBC News. A woman. In British Columbia, rocked awake by a meteorite chunk crashing into her bedroom. Okay. Ruth Hamilton says a space rock came through the ceiling and landed on her pillow at her golden British Columbia home. She had been asleep for hours in her home when she awoke to the sound of her dog barking, giving her a moment's notice before a rock from outer space hurtled into her bedroom. Now, that makes me ask, how did the dog know it was going to happen? (laughs) <laughs> well, do they have like extrasensory perception? I think they do because if you've ever seen, I'm sure you have tiny videos of like a tsunami, like mm-hmm. all the animals start fleeing <laughs> before anybody even knows it's happening. Yeah. You know? Well, apparently it works for like space meteorites yeah. too. Now, animals are tuned into the universe at a different frequency than us. Yeah, we need to take dogs into space when we go. Well, we've so already know. Russians, Russia sent dogs into space. Yeah, but we need them in oh. space right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get what like you're saying. Like, we need them on the well, yeah, ISS. We did monkeys, too, you know? Yeah, but... Remember, can, you used to go see the monkeys up at Huntsville at the Space and Rocket Center. Yeah, but are monkey Can monkeys... Do they know about space rocks or tsunamis? <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe they're too close to us that they don't get they any don't, of that extra nah, sensory they still stuff. got it. They still, they got, still it. got it. Yeah, I'm okay. sure they were running. Because, you know, they always happen, like, in Malaysia or something. Mm-hmm. Where there's monkeys everywhere. I don't like. I know nothing about <laughs> talking about some Malaysian person. Listen, this like, look at this idiot. But in my mind, in we Malaysia, know a guy from Malaysia. We do. Who we, just, we just need to ask him. For like a decade, I thought he was from Mexico. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I just you see someone with like that skin Pantone, you know, in Alabama. You're like, oh well, he's from Mexico or El Salvador, Central America, probably. No. And then one day I asked him what a Spanish word was. He's like, Man, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, man, I'm from Malaysia. I'm like, oh, my bad. My bad. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> the next, she, this is a quote from her. The next thing was just a huge explosion and debris all over my face. Okay. <laughs> We've all, we've all been there. <laughs> uh, I jumped out of bed, turned on the lights. I didn't know what else to do, so I called 911. Talking to the operator, she was asking me all kinds of questions, and at that point, I rolled back one of the two pillows that I had been sleeping on, and in between them was the meteorite. A charcoal gray chunk of rock, roughly the size of a melon, had plummeted from space, 
tearing through Hamilton's roof before coming to rest on her floral pillowcase, inches from where her head had been moments earlier. I was shaking like a leaf, said Hamilton. You're sound asleep. You think you're safe, you think, in your bed. And you can get taken out by a meteorite, apparently. Initially, she didn't know that it was a meteorite. She and an RCMP officer dispatched to investigate suspected that it was debris from a construction site on nearby Highway 1, which runs through town, nestled in the Canadian Rockies. He called up there, and they had not done any blasting that night, but workers had seen a meteorite or a falling star explode, and there was a couple of booms. Then we knew that it was a meteorite that had crashed through my roof, she said. Says that she has uh, reported it to a team of experts at a university, Peter Brown, a professor of with the university's physics and astronomy department, said that it was certainly a meteorite and that everything about the story was consistent with a meteorite fall. Uh, this goes on and on and on. But uh, apart from being shaken up, she wasn't hurt and that she plans to keep the rock once researchers have finished their work. So there you go. Well, there you go. Well, she can't usurp Alabama because she didn't get hit. Because <laughs> she didn't get hit. But man, she like the lady out of got hit on her leg, if I remember right. No, it was like her abdomen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> she got hit in the belly. Yeah, that's right. She did get hit in the belly. She <laughs> absorbed that blow. And uh but she almost got hit in the head with it. Right? Do you, I don't remember. I thought it said it that, I thought she was just on the on the couch and it just come through the roof. No, no, no I'm talking right about there. this lady. Oh, th- no, th- yeah. yeah, this lady. Yeah. Like, she almost took it to the dome. She almost did. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't have been good. No, I don't think so. Oh, Mama got killed by a meteorite. It fell through the roof and hit her right in the head. <laughs> Couldn't have an open casket. Is that what they talk like in British Columbia? That's exactly <laughs> what they talk like. <laughs> I've traveled extensively throughout the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's exactly what they sound like. Well, speaking of outer space, uh, what do you know about Demi Lovato? I think she had a hit song. Maybe 10 okay. years back. That's okay. really it. Yeah, I know nothing about, like I told you before the show, my <laughs> knowledge of Demi Lovato begins at this article and ends at the end of this article. I know nothing about her. It seems like I may have seen a story earlier, like she cut all her hair off, like cut, got a short she hair. She got short hair in this. Yeah, I think yeah. she came out saying she's non-binary, so okay. she's not male or female now. But she went with a male haircut? Seems weird. That's like definitely that's a like Clark Gable cut. But you know? she's got like female makeup though. True. So true. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know either. I need a haircut. I, I should have gotten Bad. one yesterday. Man. I didn't <laughs> Ali. Sat around and watched football all day. You want to know something? The lady who cut my hair, she don't cut hair anymore. Okay. And so it's just been growing and growing and growing. I know you probably think I'm growing my I hair. I thought out you were long. letting it out. Yeah, come on out. I just hadn't cut it. So okay. I guess I may try out great clips up here across the street. That's normally where I go. It's pretty exclusive. <laughs> what I like about it, going to a great clips is you really never know what you're going to get. Okay. You know? Is now, it like the Waffle House of uh, barbershops? Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, unless you live on the edge a little bit because you don't know if they're going to cut it real short or leave you a little length. Mm-hmm. And Great clips, to their credit, will store your information. So, like, if you go in, they always ask me, like, well, what clip, you know, do you use a number five or whatever? What guard? I'm like, I, I don't know. You know, like, I, I don't have information like that in my brain. Mm-hmm. And so they keep up with all that for you. Okay. But that don't mean 
<laughs> you know, <clears throat> you might be getting somebody on their third day of cutting hair. Like I'm fresh out of the haircutting, the beauty school or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or you can get somebody who's been doing it for forever. I'm not one is not better than the other in my experience. The old lady will screw your head up just as bad as the young lady will. That's fine. Well, do you not get great clips at great clips? <laughs> well, are, they not, are they sometimes bad? Yeah, no, they're sometimes bad. <laughs> okay, well maybe no. I, maybe I shouldn't go there. Oh, you just got to live on the edge, man. <laughs> you know, like take a risk. It could turn out really good. It's thirteen dollars or whatever. I mean, I turned forty years old this year, so I'm kind of overdue for a midlife crisis anyway. <laughs> maybe I should just go ahead and grow my hair back out again. Yeah, man, got a ponytail, <laughs> everything. You had a beautiful head of hair. I really did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I woke time. up this morning and I was getting ready for church, and I looked at the rest of the family, and I was like, I don't know about y'all jokers. But I look cute this morning. <laughs> oh. so we laid out of church this morning. I had to pick up Hudson right from yeah. camp. So I am like, okay, on my way back, I'm going to be home by like 11 o'clock. Football is on all day. You mm-hmm. know, like they're playing in London. They got an early, early game on. I'm going to be able to watch football up until time to do the podcast. I was so excited, you know. <laughs> Get home after church, probably second quarter of Sunday night football. Going to be a great football day for John, you know. And I walked back in and he was like, I really want to wash my car. We can wash your truck, too. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you didn't say, uh, good luck. No. <laughs> Sounds great. No, it's because I've spent a lot of time watching football yesterday. Right. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. And we get out there, and this is like, I really want to rearrange the garage or at least organize it better, in which it needed it. Mm-hmm. It needed it. So then we did all that, and then Tiny Text. And so I haven't watched any NFL football. Uh-huh. I don't know who won anything or not. The Dolphins are playing. Not that I'm a Dolphins fan. Mm-hmm. Really don't have an NFL team. That's why I enjoy watching it. All it's right. very enjoyable when you don't cry when a team loses. Very, very <laughs> enjoyable. Which we never do. No, never. Because we don't lose. I've. I can't remember the last time we lost. <laughs> yeah, I can't you know, either. I don't know what our winning streak is up. Which to. I mean, I can't remember what happened day before yesterday. Sure, right? But yeah, I can't remember. Well, Demi Lovato thinks "alien" is a derogatory term for extraterrestrials. Hmm. Well, and and her being an alien, <laughs> she would know that. Well, I don't. I I would just say, Tiny. You got to be real careful when you're dealing with extraterrestrials. You don't want to use the N word. <laughs> Nephilim, right? Yeah, okay. Because, right. I mean, that'll really get some people stirred up. Well, okay. So if she if she doesn't like calling them aliens, I, sorry to use the A word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, easy. Don't get canceled. <laughs> if she don't like that, what is what's, what shall we supposed to call them? Well, let's read because I have yet to read this article. <laughs> okay. Demi Lovato is taking... Uh, her fascination with space and extraterrestrial life to TV screens uh, as they make discoveries on. Oh, she's I guess she's got a friend too. discoveries on her Peacock docuseries unidentified with Demi Lovato because <laughs> I, bet, I bet that's a good show. When you think of uh, extraterrestrials, you think of a pop star <laughs> when you think of the UFO mystery sure, and how science needs to study this and right. get to the bottom and understand this phenomenon, there's really only one voice <laughs> that we can turn to in times like this. Yes. Clearly the most scholarly yeah. opinion out there is going to be Demi Lovato. <laughs> Here are 
Tiny, here are the people leading our <laughs> UFO, UFA, whatever they're called, uh, uh, movement. All right, you got Bob Lazar, <laughs> yeah. okay, the dude from Blink One Eighty Two, yes. and Demi Lovato. And of those three, the most credible is Bob Lazar. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so on the show, Demi. Their sister Dallas, and I, oh, they're calling her there because she is non-binary, there, okay. or he, or they are non-binary. Yes, yes. I got it now. Okay, <laughs> it's taking me a little bit. Look, I'm I'm from the south. We don't have a whole lot of non-binary binary stuff that's out in the open yet. So I, I'm not in my day. It was he, she. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was, that was it. it. There was no they them. Yeah, right. Unless you're talking about a group of people, right? Yeah. On the show, Demi, their sister Dallas, and their best friend Matthew Scott Montgomery hit the road to embark on a UFO investigation and discover fascinating theories about extraterrestrial life. So in a recent interview with the Australian outlet Pedestrian.tv to promote their show, Demi opened up about their experience being a believer during their investigation. I think that if there were beings that could harm us, we would have been gone a long time ago. I also think that if there are civilizations that are of consciousness in other dimensions, which has given them the technology to be able to travel through space, I think that they are looking for nothing but peaceful encounters and interactions, because like I said, if they wanted us gone, we would have been gone a long time ago. Unless we're their like favorite reality TV show. <laughs> I was just going to say. I mean, uh, uh, now this is this is C student from Alabama talking. Yeah, but if there are alien civilizations, and a huge if, because we have found no evidence that there actually are, but assuming that there are, I feel like all bets are off. You yeah. can't assume anything. No, I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, you're one hundred percent right. <laughs> there's uh, no reason to assume they they mean harm. Yeah. There's no reason to assume they're peaceful either. That's right. Trust but verify. Maybe they don't care. That's you know true. what? Maybe they're here or they just buzz by, but they don't care if we kill each yeah. other or, or live or we right. just don't give a rip. No, they're looking for, you know, minerals from a planet that has what they're looking for mm-hmm. to power their spaceships. We're uh, nothing to them. <laughs> or maybe they want human blood so they can like mix it and make concrete on Mars. Sure. Like maybe NASA so. said here a couple yes. weeks. Did you see that? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. A little bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the aliens were like, oh, that's a good idea. We should start <laughs> harvesting human blood. So Debbie goes on to say, I think that we have to ca- stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory th- term for anything. That's why I like to call them ETs. Ooh. Mm. So, that's, yeah. That's her words, not <laughs> mine. So, yeah, that's a little tidbit, a little information that I learned. So then, well, let, let me tell you how I feel about this, John. The term extraterrestrial is problematic. Okay? Oh, yeah. And here's why. Because I don't think any one conscious species should get to call themselves extra than other people. Sure. Like, aren't we all the same? Right. Aren't we all equally valuable? Well, also, so the extraterrestrial is a little problematic, in well, my opinion. I mean, really, we've launched people into orbit. So technically, we're an extraterrestrial species too, right? You know, so I mean, I'm just saying, we we fit that as well. 
So, of course, Neil deGrasse Tyson had to weigh in because he's got to give his opinion on everything. Yes. I mean, dude, we get it. You're smart. You know? <laughs> I mean, just chill out, man. You ain't got to let us know anything. Uh, he said, uh, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, who told TMZ that extraterrestrials allegedly have no feelings. So... There we go. Well, how does he know that? Well, because he's <laughs> he's smarter than everybody else, you know? Yeah. Also, I think he got, like, for some reason, he's still out here willy-nilly, but there were some allegations that he was a little touchy-feely in the past or really? something like that. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know a lot about him, though. Huh. Like, when I he annoys me just because I'm like, man, well, just I, shut up, dude. <laughs> he is the perfect, what am I trying to say, the stereotype. Yeah. Of like the stuffy scientist, this like super arrogant, yeah, and like you said, smarts point yeah, in the room and knows everybody. it, yeah, and is at the end of the night, you're going to know it too. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I like uh, I, those type of people. The people like you get it a lot when you're in college. You yeah. know, like the guy who's read a few more books about something and he wants to talk about, you know, some sort of philosophy at a party, and you're like. Dude, man, I'm trying to play beer pong and get <laughs> smashed. Like, I, nobody cares that you're smart here. You know? yes. Hey, what are you doing? You ain't. A, you think that's going to get you laid? <laughs> you know? I guess what you want to say to him. Hey, man, I don't nobody care about that. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't get these people. Oh, yeah, we get it. You're smart. Okay, buddy. Whatever. Have you ever put a gun on a robot dog? Okay, well, then you're not as smart as like me, because I can do that. <laughs> All right, well, this is going to be my last story for this episode. New Zealand Cancel ends contract with a wizard after decades of service. Okay. <laughs> Ian Brackenbury Chanel was paid $16,000 a year. Wow. Which, that's... Not a lot of money, but that's a lot. I feel like it's a lot of money to be a wizard, yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. in these days. Like if you could carry another job, that's a pretty good side gig, <laughs> yes. you know. I mean, you know, wizards—they've really fallen on hard times. Yeah. The scientific method has really not been good for their <laughs> right. yeah. for their. Uh, Who do you think the last popular wizard is? Mickey Mouse in the Fantasia, maybe? <laughs> yeah, no. The last popular wizard. Well, I mean, if I'm naming wizards, I can only name Merlin. Yeah, and Merlin. And that's because he was in the Sword and Stone movie. Well, you got a... Uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Tolkien? Oh, uh, Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah. 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 He's a wizard, Harry right? Potter, I guess he's a wizard, right? Oh, Harry Potter is probably the most popular wizard. But he's not real. Unlike yeah. Merlin, <laughs> it was totally right. real. Sure, of course. And Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, Gandalf. Yeah. And he Mickey from, Mouse. He was from Middle Earth. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, they got maps of that place. Of course it's real. Anyway, the official wizard of New Zealand, perhaps the only state-appointed wizard in the world, has been cast from the public payroll, spelling the end to a 23-year legacy. The wizard, whose real name is Ian Brackenberry Channel, he's 88 years old, has been con- contracted to Christchurch City Council for the past two decades to promote the city through, quote, acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services at a cost of $16,000 a year. He has been paid a total of $368,000 over that 20-year service. The wizard, who was born in England, began performing acts of wizardry and entertainment in public spaces shortly after arriving in New Zealand in 1976. When the council originally tried to stop him, the public protested, 
1982, the New Zealand Art Gallery Directors Association said that he had become a living work of art. And then, okay, <laughs> now. That seems a little much. I mean, some people have referred to me that as a living work of art, too. So, In 1990, the Prime Minister at the time, Mike Moore, asked that he consider becoming the Wizard of New Zealand. I am concerned that your wizardry is not at the disposal of the entire nation, Moore wrote on his official letterhead. I suggest, therefore, that you should urgently consider my suggestion that you become the Wizard of New Zealand, Antarctica, and relevant offshore areas. No doubt there will be implications in the areas of spells, blessings, curses, and other supernatural matters that are beyond the competence of mere prime ministers. Since then, he has performed in Christchurch. He has rain-danced in New Zealand and Austria during droughts. And he was awarded the Queen's Service Medal in 2009, Queen's Birthday Honors. But he has also encountered controversy with off-color comments about women. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He is an old guy. You know? Yeah. You get that out of some old He's a product of his time. Sure. Right. They'll call him Dame or whatever. He's from the Middle Ages. Sure. (laughs) Women have made a lot of of, uh, strides over the last, I don't know, 1,000 years. Sure. Right. (laughs) In an April screening of Channel 3's comedy current affairs show, New Zealand Today, hosted by Guy Williams, the wizard said that he liked to tease women by telling him by telling them that they were devious, and he said they use cunning to get men who are thick. I mean, <laughs> am I wrong to say how he has a point? Yeah. Well, yeah. Not all women are devious, but no. plenty of them are. Sure, and there are some out there. And there's plenty of men who are thick yeah. who will fall for these sure. said devious women. Several friends who have. He says, I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never struck one yet. Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got an open hand. Everybody knows that. And they'll tell the neighbors and their friends, and then you're in big trouble. <laughs> the council said that it had sent the wizard a letter thanking him for his services to Christchurch over the past decades and informing him that they were closing the book on his contract. The council spokesperson Lynn McLevelin said, "So they canceled the wizard. He got he got he got me tooed. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you should never strike a woman because Everybody. they because they bruise too easily. Well, I was gonna say, if you do, you got to go open hand. You know, <laughs> well, you can't just close up fist them. They will bruise. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, well, uh, I mean, lose sixteen thousand a year." Just because you knocked a woman around. <laughs> he says he's never struck a woman. Uh-huh. Because they like to tell people. <laughs> sure. He don't want to get in trouble. He's thought about it, though. <laughs> Let's be honest. We've all thought he about He strikes it. me as the kind of guy who would put a curse on one. <laughs> sure. Or an ex. <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, here's a quote from him. He says, uh, this implies that I am old and boring, and there's nobody else anything like me in Christchurch. It's just they don't like me because they are boring old bureaucrats and everyone likes me and no one likes them, he said. (laughs) Apparently the women don't like you too much. (laughs) Well, that's tough. Tiny, what's the worst date you've ever been on? 
Oh, uh, you know what? I've never been on a bad date. Okay. Now, I can't say the same. Hello, lover for, boy over here. I can't say the same for them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I've enjoyed every date I've ever been on. Had a girl cry one time on a date. That wasn't good. <laughs> that wasn't good at all. Still friends with her to this day. Okay. Worst date ever. TikTok influencer says she was tricked into buying 100 tacos from Taco Bell. Hmm. TikTok influencer Elsie Myers went viral for a video detailing her worst date ever, during which she says she was tricked into buying 100 tacos from her date from Taco Bell, or for her date from Taco Bell. Myers' video of of the purported horror show date has amassed 2.4 million likes on TikTok. Which is probably like 200 likes on any other social platform. (laughs) Well, that's all. They're all Chinese bots. (laughs) Right. Uh, Myers said she met her date on a dating app. He asked her to drive to his house so they could drive to get food together. He then pointed her to a Taco Bell drive-thru where he ordered 100 hard-shell tacos. (laughs) The purported date from hell then claimed he forgot his wallet at home, and once they got got to the drive-thru window, classic, I left my wallet, tricking Myers into paying for the tacos. The pair made their way back to his house where they found his dad on the couch. Then all three of them began to eat tacos but not before Myers said her date screamed, let's feast at the <laughs> side of a hundred tacos on his kitchen table. <laughs> we are eating hard shell tacos in complete silence. You can hear both of us chewing. It's complete chaos. Myers said of their shared dinner. Finally, Myers collected the many uneaten tacos since she had paid for them and took them home with her. There are currently more than 43,000 comments on the video, many praising Myers for taking what was hers, the leftover tacos. Hmm. Now, uh, I'm not going to read. They got people, you know, comments. I'm going to say, you know, read all of them. You can go find them on TikTok. Um, I think this dude's the man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, go off, King. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, we all. He got a girl. Yeah. Is there a picture of the girl, the TikTok influencer? No, I can probably find her picture, okay. though. Yeah. He got her to drive to his house, take him to Taco Bell, buy him 100 tacos for him and his dad to yeah. eat. No, his dad <laughs> got a free meal, too. I mean, I'm sorry that, that that's not her idea of a great date. I mean, truth be told, it's not a good one. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, a date where you don't get raped at the end, that's that's got to be worse this is than Taco Bell, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So she's cutie pie. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we all want a date to end with eating tacos, right? <laughs> One way or the other, right? <laughs> I could not not say that. Yeah. I just have to. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, she could have declined to buy you know? Yeah, she could have said, no, I, I don't want a hundred tacos. Yeah, look, maybe let's dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How about we start with a party pack? Okay, <laughs> right. that's and 12 look, tacos. If we need box. more, we can come back. <laughs> yeah. Taco Bell's not going to vanish <laughs> right. when we leave here. <laughs> now, you know the poor people in Taco Bell, you get an order from 100 tacos. <laughs> They're like, golly. <laughs> <laughs> Go get some more sour cream for the caulk gun. <laughs> you know, we're about to be here for a bit. <laughs> That's tough. I hate it. But uh, 
Score one for the guys. <laughs> you know? yes, I mean, we've bought a lot of expensive food in our life, too. We don't make TikTok videos about it. All the crap that we've bought that, sure, you know, houses. You know? <laughs> yes. I mean, this houses we hate. Yeah. This is a look at us, Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's marketing schemes. Sure. Funded plenty of multi level marketing schemes. <laughs> Now, Deidre won't get into that. Luckily, <laughs> they try to rope her in. You yeah, know, she'll get a she'll get a message from somebody once a week wanting to meet about joining their network for something. <laughs> you know, I got one the other day. It was like, uh, you know, well, I want you to join me on my weight loss journey, and I just messaged back. I was like, look, I know I got fat, but you ain't gotta hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, like, easy, okay? Like I have feelings too. Yeah, and then they tried to come back with their whatever their sales pitch was. And I was like, I just never will respond to you. My policy on that is you have to buy my coffee. And then I still just tell you no every single time. <laughs> you, you just get a free. <laughs> you might, the best thing you can say to a salesperson is no, because then they can go on to the next person. Yeah. And they're not wasting both of y'all's time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Look, you're like, look, you don't want to spend time, effort, and resources to try to sell me something because I'm not going to buy it. Spend that time, effort, and resources on someone who will buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, be much better for you. And then sometimes the salesmen are like, "Well, you just hadn't heard the pitch yet. I know yeah, I can no, change no. your Let mind. Let me get into how this is going to benefit you." And I have to be like, "No, no, no. Yeah, I, I understand you're super skilled and you've got a great pitch, but you don't understand my compulsion <laughs> to say no. <laughs> I just love saying no." <laughs> Oh, well, you know what would have made all those 100 tacos better, Tiny? What's that? Cajun Curl. <laughs> we want to thank Cajun Curl, our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl, Bayou Blended Spice, for all of their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. Now, it was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, tacos, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice will 100% change your life if you use it. You'll be cooler, you'll be sexier, and you will enjoy your food more. Mm-hmm. So on the website, uh, which is CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can also locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South Finest Meats, Mark Smart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask to pay full price. That's right. I can't stop thinking now about the... Locos, the Doritos, Locos Taco. Yeah. If you could minus the Doritos and have the Cajun Curl Locos Taco. Oh, there we go. We need to get that going on the food truck. Get that 
right yeah. now. The the Cajun curl taco. Inv- invent that immediately. Sure. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, we have a voicemail. Okay. Would you like to listen to it? I absolutely would. Well, here it comes. Hey, guys, it's Jacqueline. Uh, have I got some thoughts about the last episode? <laughs> wow. As a former health inspector, I guess I'm still technically a health inspector, um, but I don't do that anymore. I don't do restaurants anymore. Anyway, in my past life, um, I had put together a presentation once for industry, and we called it Hot Tub Infection Soup. Because essentially, when you're dealing with hot tubs, they're just gross. But also, they carry a lot of diseases, pseudomonas, uh, staphoris, these kinds of things. And uh, so they're just, in general, disgusting. Um, so you're, the, the whole story about that just had me cringing. Um, no, I, and I have never taken a bribe at the health inspector. I've been offered bribes, sure. But I've never taken one, and I don't know of any health inspectors that have, John. Uh, <laughs> and the reason you don't see us after 5 o'clock is because we're civil servants, and civil servants work typically 9 to 5. So if we're going to be later than that, that's overtime. That's taxpayer money. So do you want your taxpayer dollars paying health inspectors to be out at the bars to shut them down or inspect them? You don't have to go to work at 9. You know, like you can come in at 12 and work till 8. You know, like you ain't got to get into overtime. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a genius here, but we I can eliminate some overtime. Yeah. Also, credit to Jacqueline for never taking a bribe. Sure. This absolutely. is why the Lord yeah. decided not to send me down the path of becoming a health inspector well, because I would have been corrupt. I would have. I feel like Canadian people are just more pure than Americans do. <laughs> and so like yes. taking a bribe is probably very frowned upon there. And down here we're all like, yeah, it's just kind of how the world works. You know, he's <laughs> got grease but we don't talk about it. Right, yeah. In yeah. Mexico, they talk about it. Sure, yeah, it's part of their culture. Yeah. The further south you get from the North Pole, because Santa's watching, yeah. the more likely you are to take a bribe. A Brazil, point. rife with corruption. Uh, you were talking, and then you went on to talk about this guy that was eating raw meat, and that was also disgusting. So... You mentioned food poisoning, and do you think it's really as big as people think? So, and I'm sure Deirdre can tell you all about this, but food poisoning can take, you know, anywhere from hours to days after you eat the food. And uh, so it can take up to two weeks before the thing you eat makes you sick. So it's almost impossible to determine the exact cause of your food poisoning unless there's an outbreak, which is defined as two or more cases from the same source. Anyways, that's Jacqueline's health inspector rant. The rest of the show was epic. Love Iron Maiden. Uh, love the rest of the show. And I hope that uh, this week is just as great. And I know it will be. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. So, turns out, raw meat can <laughs> make you sick. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, I had to learn about all that. I know yeah. all about it. There's paralytic fish disease. There's all kind of crazy mm-hmm. stuff you can get from eating you know, stuff that's not stored properly or is not cooked properly or kept at the proper temp. So, But how did humans survive before all that stuff? That's, that's wild that you asked that, Tiny. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe we just figured it out trial and error. You know, oh, I need to cook the steak a little more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just can't chop it right off the side, eat it off the hide. But what about like refrigeration, you know? Well, refrigeration was a game changer big time. It was. When we figured that out. But I'm thinking of like cavemen. Yeah. Before they figured out how to make a fire. Sure. Right. What did, did they just eat, not eat meat? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I was not there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe like uh, what what part of our body doesn't really do anything anymore? The spleen is that it? The appendix. Is it the appendix? Yeah. 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 Maybe that used to be for filtering out food. Maybe that wasn't cooked, uncooked yeah. meat. I have no idea. I have no idea. That's a good hypothesis. Somebody needs to explore that who knows something about science. We should call Demi Lovato. Sure. And see if she can figure out. What we happened. need is Demi Lovato to get on our <laughs> Waffle House Warriors Christian train <laughs> as a celebrity <laughs> spokesperson. <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. Yeah. She no. would do that in a heartbeat. <clears throat> this isn't a voicemail, but we got a text message. Okay. From a random phone number. You should read the phone number out loud <laughs> since we don't have a name. Uh, John Gruden's son, Deuce, is still an assistant coach with the Raiders after his dad was fired. Did you know that? I didn't know. I knew Deuce. Deuce is, he's something else, but I knew he was working with the Raiders. Yeah. Well, anyway, he says that we can now report that the Raiders are not dropping a deuce from their coaching <laughs> staff. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I thought something was like, uh, I don't know if it's a Babylon B or just people being funny on Twitter, but it was like after John Gruden is fired, the Chicago Bears are going through all of Matt Nagy's old emails hoping to find something to fire him for. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's a deep cut sports joke, too. We also got an email this week. We don't get okay. a lot of emails. All right. But we got one okay. from our newest $10 patron, no doubt. All right. Mr. Shane White. He says, hey, guys, I finally decided to become a patron. Even though I'm not much of a podcaster, I've always enjoyed y'all's show since day one. Some weeks I'll miss a couple of episodes, but I always get caught up when I get a chance. You guys are always fun to listen to. I can't wait to check out the extended episodes. Keep up the good work. And Tiny, I'll see you at work, bud, because Shane's actually, (laughs) we work together. Oh, great. (laughs) That's a little too close to home. (laughs) You know, like if we yeah. if we can't get an episode out, it'd be hounded you in the break room. <laughs> you know, well, it happens. Look, yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Shane. I appreciate your support. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Shane and I are friends on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe anybody's welcome to find me on Facebook if you want to. Well, speaking of patrons, let's just go ahead and thank our patrons right sure, now. Let's we, do it. We thank each and every one of you so much for donating to the show and supporting what we do. We would like to, by name, specifically thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane. Groundwalker White. Oh, Groundwalker. Our newest patron. He'll get that. Miss Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Mick Will. Will. We thank you all so much again. If you would like to join up and become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have a few tiers, but if you join at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week. And once a month, usually, usually you get an exclusive show. And those are we got we got a couple that are in the can. There's I'm still working on still editing them, but they are on the way. Yeah. You can again, that is patreon.com slash earth oddity, extend your oddity. There we go. That's about to say we also had some questions. We normally I, I threw everything out of whack there. 
But we got some uh, questions sorry. also. It's good to flip it up every once in a while. <laughs> flip it up. Yeah. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Uh, my wife says I flip it up often. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We asked John questions on this show. If you would like to ask John questions, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel, and we'll ask him questions right here in this segment right here. Sure. Our first question comes from Raytheon. He says, in a battle of bulletproof chins, who would win between RoboCop, Batman, or Judge Dredd? They all wear helmets that cover everything but the mouth, jaw, and chin area. Hmm. I'm going to say RoboCop, because that's the only one of those movies I've seen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robo- like Batman and Judge Dredd, both of them are just people True. wearing armor. Yeah. He's the only like cyborg. Right. So. Now I have seen Batman in French. <laughs> in French. That's the only time I've ever seen that. That was Tim Burton Batman too, wasn't no, it? No, that was the original, well, not the original Batman with Adam West, but the first Batman movie with uh what's his face in it? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, that was directed by Tim oh, Burton. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I yeah. didn't know. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> I couldn't pick was Tim that Burton. Early nineties Batman. Yeah, when, when I was in out? high school, so okay. pre-95. Okay. It was probably 92, maybe. maybe. French 1, I think we watched it. In if, only there was, if only there was a way we could learn that. Sure. <laughs> we'll never know when it was released. All right, here's a big question, all right? Goose asks, what is John and Tiny's opinion on the giant worker shortage and the vaccine mandates causing people to get fired from their job, thereby causing even more of a worker shortage? Okay. I mean, my number one, have people been getting fired from their job? I'm not, I was just going to say I'm not a like I've heard people just offhand talk about a, a worker shortage. No, yeah, but a, I haven't looked at the numbers. Right. I don't know how bad it is. Yeah, I don't know what our unemployment rate is. Mm-hmm. It's lower in Alabama than it is in other places cuz we Alabamians we like to work. <laughs> but uh uh I I don't First of all, there's there's no government mandate to get the ma- vaccine, correct? No, there is now. What? It was it's not for everybody, but it's for businesses. Like if your business employs so many yet, people. Has it? There Okay, I don't know. Okay. I assume that it'll get struck down at some point. Yeah, well, yeah, but I heard But I think they were trying to They were talking about it, but I had never heard it got passed. Was that like an executive action or I don't know. Can't even do that. I would again, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we we go willy-nilly with executive yeah. My opinion is now I think the vaccine is probably good more than likely. Have you gotten it's yours safe. yet? I've gotten it. I'm, okay. I'm fully vaxxed. I've okay. had both shots. Feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> it feels exactly you like can, it felt before I got You can look down your nose at all the uh, unwashed masses who are too scared to get it. Well, wait till you hear the second part. I think, again, I think the vaccine, the risks are there, but they're small. Sure. It's probably fine. You should probably get the vaccine. That said, I disagree with a mandate. I well, think someone I should be allowed right. if they want to or not. I, I disagree with the government forcing anyone. Yes, I or agree. Pro- business or... You know, now the, if the government wants to say, hey, you're a government worker, you got to get it. Well, then that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's you can decide. Now, I don't I wouldn't be for them doing that, but I, that's more understandable than they're right. going. Hey, Spiller Furniture, you employ X amount of people. Now they all have to get the vaccine or 
you have to provide on-site testing for them, mm-hmm. which would be a huge cost. So, of course, every business is going to say, get the vaccine. Yeah, you know? yeah. I am not for that. And it will not help with a worker shortage. But I also don't think that's been passed into law yet. And we may be running off the rails, getting mad about something that may never happen, too. Also, because I mean, as someone who is a little high up in my company, I haven't heard anything beyond the initial news story I read. And I was like, well, this wouldn't be any fun and not good for us. So we might need to figure out what we're going to do. This was updated in October on October 15th. So just a few days ago. But it says that the U.S. vaccine rate is at one dose, 67 percent. Pretty good. Which is pretty high. So yeah. I don't know why. Like, what's the point of a mandate anyway? I don't know. Like, most people are getting it. Yeah. I don't really see. More it, than half. It just seems, especially with our president's, like, low favorability. What is a- it? Approval rating. Yes. With his, with his low approval rating, why would you tackle such a contentious issue? Would when, if, Especially and, if it's not necessary. Well, and that's where I was getting to, Tiny. Uh-huh. It would be great if somebody, well... I wouldn't say it'd be great. What I could see happening is that someone in the government floated out the idea. You know, if we need to get people vaccinated, it's best to end this pandemic or whatever. And and here's some different ideas of ways we could do that. Mm -hmm. And then it snowballed through social media and Steven Crowder and, (laughs) you know, pastors in their truck ranting on Facebook and all that into, well, now they're going to force you to get it, you know? Right. And and I don't know that we're there yet. And if we do get there, I, I don't think that's a good place to be at all. I don't. Think if it, the government can make you get shot, what what can't they make well, you do? Yeah, right. Yeah. And but honestly, I mean, there are huge corporations that this would really affect. Um, but for somebody like us, you just be like, why don't we just 1099 a bunch of employees as contractors, give them a little extra compensation for their tax burden that they're mm-hmm. gonna have, and be done with it. Now we're below whatever it is. Right. Because I while I would hope everyone will get the vaccine i think everybody's a little this is my personal opinion i think everybody's a little paranoid over nothing right because i mean i put so many drugs in my body so (laughs) i'm fine you know yeah and as you know take a risk what are you being afraid of if you die you die you Mm -hmm. know but i don't think anybody should be required to do anything they're uncomfortable with yeah i'm the same way i I mean now I said what I had to say. I think yeah. the vaccine's probably fun. Yeah. That said, it should be your choice. Yeah, right. Uh, he also asked, also, does anyone care about face masks anymore? In my city, they are mandated for everyone inside, but I walk into stores all the time without one, and no one says anything anymore. I don't know about you. Where I work at, they're still required. Yeah. Like, vaccine or not, you right. have to wear a face mask. But I think statewide, in the our face state, mask thing has been dropped. Yeah. And our, I still see people wearing them, but right. I don't see people wearing them like I used to. It's not a requirement in our state. It's recommended that you wear them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in Georgia, we had to wear them at the hotel. Like we came down the lobby without ours one time, and they mm-hmm. were like, you got to have a mask on. You go to the restaurant, whatever. Um, and the concert we went to, you had to either be vaccinated and show proof or you had to get they had testing right there or have a negative test within 48 hours. So mm-hmm. you could go pay, I guess, to get a test. I don't know if they mm-hmm. were paying or not, but that was just another line you had to wait in. So I showed my little vaccine card and went right on in. Phil Zoot Suit asked, what is the weirdest thing a guest has ever done at your house? 
okay, this person was a, he was a guest in my home. So in 11th grade, my pawpaw died. All right. As my dad's dad died. And this person was a member of our church. So before, you know, the funeral, everybody was at our house, people, you know, church brought food, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, ladies over there washing dishes and, and all the normal stuff that happens in the South when somebody dies. And this guy, just showed up. He wasn't like a friend of our family or anything. He was just, he was just a guy who went to our church. And of course he's going through the line, getting him some free food and all that. <laughs> got a suit on. Well, after a while, it's about time to go. And somebody's in my bathroom and you could hear my electric razor running. And he used my electric razor <laughs> to shave. My mom knows exactly who I'm talking. I can't remember his name though. And they, I don't think he was like all right in the head, you know, <laughs> yes. I don't think, but he was like an older, like he's probably in his sixties when this happened. And I guess he wanted to get a fresh shave. <laughs> like I came, I don't know your family. I never knew your grandfather or anything like that. I've gotten a free meal. Now I'm going to get a shave. <laughs> and all I had to do was put on this cheap suit and go to a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That's probably the weirdest thing. Yeah. Oh man. The weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, John. And I'm, I may have told this story before. I'm not sure. I might share the the full story in the Patreon extension, mm-hmm. but I'll just say me and Tara had a group of people over one night. It was a it was a small group, yeah. <laughs> you know. Sure, you know how the, you know how it goes. And one of the guests invited herself to stay the night. Oh, you've told me this story <laughs> and before. You start thinking, "Oh, that sounds fun." She invited herself and her children to stay. <laughs> that's right. So we're just going to spend the night. That's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened that a house guest ever did. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> At least she didn't use your electric razor. <laughs> we're getting on up in time, so I'm going to ask one more, and then we'll we'll move on. But. Raytheon asks, at what point does love thy neighbor become NSFW? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there are some definite lines that you shouldn't cross. That would that would be, you know, one, I'd be like, when you both got your clothes off at the same time, you know, <laughs> that was probably crossing the line there. Unless you're married to your neighbor. Yeah, you could be. And for some weird reason, y'all live in separate, separate houses. houses. <laughs> yeah. No, you might be right. You couldn't install two commodes right next to each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Just live in separate houses. All right. Well, I guess that'll do us for questions. If you have any questions, you can ask John again in Discord. And I think we're going to move, go ahead and move on to our Patreon extension. What do we got coming up in the extension today? Oh, I got a story about a naked lady. Always fun. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Always fun. I guess in addition to telling my house guest story, uh, we're also going to talk about male contraception. Okay. All right. There we go. When it won, won a Dyson Award. Okay. Now, I don't know what a Dyson Award is. But I don't either. I've never won an award for anything. No. Well, I've won some <laughs> awards, but not for <laughs> not for anything that most people would consider important. I'm an award-winning dancer, by the way. People don't know that. I am. <laughs> I am. Well, you can, if again, if you want to join us, you can head over to the patreon.com slash earthody and join us there but for all the rest of all, all y'all we hope you have an excellent week uh, john right. you got anything to add before we nope love everybody i hope uh, everyone has an excellent week and uh, you go to waffle house you know especially <laughs> if you're a dude yeah in the middle of the night just go strolling in a waffle house <laughs> see what happens you may die okay i hold no responsibility or liability if that's the case 
But without facing the threat of death, yeah. did you ever truly live? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yes. You need it every once in a while. Yeah. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, we're on yeah. all those platforms. Everywhere. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. That's right. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We post show art. I did this week, by the way. <laughs> we My us- bad. We usually post show art. My bad. That's <laughs> on me. Underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server link in the show notes, and yep. we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Okay, it's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Friends Radio Network signing off. I love y'all. Bye. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, welcome to the patrons extension. We were talking about awards, and yeah. I just wanted to bring this up because a lot of people may not know this, but I've actually dabbled in graphic design on oh, a professional yeah. level before. Well, you do all our show art. <laughs> yeah. When I was in second grade.